ball in. Knocks it across by Ball inside. It's in. The D have scored. An amazing winner that will be. Nzati sprinting from the midfield. Georgian Nzati. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Up the Bonnets podcast. I'm your host as per, Daniel Smith, and with me is a man who some say started last week's heatwave with his blazing podcast debut, Paul Gray. How are we doing, mate? <laughs> I'm absolutely glad to be back, but uh, yeah, it's definitely time, uh, time to cool down a wee bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He's even got the tin in there. Special. It doesn't even have a special effect. He's actually drinking again. Yep. These yeah, things not... happen. These things happen. When you're speaking about Dundee, you need to have a wee bit of beer. You know. These <laughs> things happen every night. Almost. Almost. <laughs> the joys of a Dundee fan. Same, that should probably be off it now, but it's celebratory drinks. That, that's my excuse. It's either or, isn't it? You're drinking yeah. to drown your sorrows or you're drinking because of one. There's no in between. There's no in between, and every every Dundee fan knows that. Every Dundee fan, and every Dundee fan's a winner, not on the pitch, but on the drinking. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've drunk with a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got quite a lot to speak about this week, Paul. Um, Certainly do. Well, just fire right in. Queens <laughs> Park, one of the one of the hottest days of the year. We're playing mm-hmm. at Stenhouse Muir. You watched the game. It was, I thought, a f- I wouldn't say fairly comfortable victory in the end, but it was a well-deserved victory, I thought. Uh, a couple of good goals there. Kami Kerr kicking in with another goal. Yep. Kubiak uh, also opened the scoring. Uh, let's speak about the goals first. Well, um, well, I was going to say speak. Well, I wasn't going to say speak about the goals. I was going to say I can't remember the last time Dundee had twenty shots on tap uh, or twenty shots on goal. You know, mm-hmm. like I had or eleven corners as well. I think 10, 11 corners. But I mean, the goals were goals are brilliant. Um, I think Dundee could have still Dundee could have been in home and dry probably in the first twenty minutes. You know, but um, I mean, I think Callum Ferry obviously against his old club. Probably wanted up his game a wee bit. That save from Sweeney's header was, I still don't know how he got it, to be honest with you. <laughs> no idea how he managed to tip that onto the bar, not a clue. But um, I mean, the first goal, I thought it was brilliant movement from uh, from Anderson, you know, on the edge of the box, nobody picking him up. And just to be dink into him, and he just rifled it the first time. Um, again, brilliant save from Ferry, you know, bounced out. To, I, think, I think it was French. Was it French mm-hmm. who bounced out? And then. Um, I think I got cleared off the line, but then it was good. Uh, it was great from uh, Jakubiak to kind of turn his body and get that header into the bottom corner, and that set us on a good platform to go and carry on and basically control the game from there. Um, definitely, it was it was a good goal to calm the nerves as well because we spoke that Queens Park could be a potential banana skin. Yep, and even though we started off brightly, there's also that thing in the back of your head that Dundee have got a habit of starting off games brightly and. Mm-hmm. Chucking it away, yep. uh, so it was. It was good to see us get that goal. It was a scrap. What's a scrappy goal come the end of it? But it was good to see you could be at score from there because he has had a knack from missing these kind of chances from these kind of positions. Yeah. So it's like him kind of finding his striker's touch mm-hmm. because I think for myself up to that point the jury was still out on him as a, as a striker. 
And obviously, he's kind of we'll, we'll get on to him like later on down the line because yeah. he will. He might pop up and when we're speaking about the fourth again, but it was good to see him pick up uh, that goal, and then we get the Kamikaze goal. It was a good short corner. I was just right back again. Yeah. Just... <laughs> there's uh, obviously the, there's usual folk that oh not another bloody short corner Ooh. you know uh, but it worked and that, that's one thing I noticed from the game you know what was it like it says 11 corners but it wasn't in the same routine at every single corner you know mm-hmm. like a, like a wee Gary Brady dink onto the penalty spot man <laughs> like that it was like there were back post front post on the keeper yeah. you know on the penalty spot short corners everything um and I think that chopping and changing, uh, you know, obviously it helped. Um, I think, who was it that took it? Was it, it was McGinn. Did McGinn take the corner into McGowan and then, I can't remember. I, McGowan into McGinn, I think. I thought it was McGowan to McGinn, then back to McGowan who... Yeah, we dunk into the box. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the thing I've noticed where McGowan already, you know, he's, he's, he's driving at people, trying to get in at the box. I mean, he won a penalty against, you know, Hamilton. And I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be a penalty. Uh, but when he just when he got to basically the edge of the six yard box, he just dinked it across, and like Cami says, he just put the laces through it. Mm-hmm. He just get it on target, and it's a goal, two 0 Dundee, and we seem to be cruising, uh, in my eyes anyway. Um, so that de- I think obviously first goal came in the nerves. I think the second goal definitely calmed the nerves, definitely. Yeah, and even after that, we were still playing well. I thought we were well on top that mm-hmm. whole half. I don't really think we gave Queen's Park much to, to play with, to be honest. No, no, no. Um, but then the second half came and we made substitutions. And I I think it's fair to say that that's, that kind of played into Queen's Park's advantage. Mm-hmm. Because they did come into the game where they got a goal. And it was a good goal, but one that could have been stopped. But the boy kind of got through the defence and, mm-hmm. and smacked it in. It, it could have... You, Dundee could have got rid of that, to be honest, but they got back into it. But at the end of the day, we we held it, and I think it wasn't until the 91st minute with that scrimmage in the, the box. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, if the boy never fluffed his lines, he should have been scoring, but he fluffed his lines and fouled yeah. the player. Yeah but, yeah, but apart from that, I thought we, we played... We, we, Played well just to hold out for the game. Something that you don't see often again with Dundee. Yeah. A lot of the times as a Dundee fan, you're worried when you go 1 0 up, you're kind of like, we need another, we need another. Mm. Because, uh, you know, it seems to happen all the time that teams score in, score in the last like five minutes against Dundee. It just seems to be a Dundee thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like I said, the first half, I feel like we totally controlled it. I think, they, I think we kind of restricted them to like maybe a couple of shots like from the edge of the box that probably went into orbit. Um, but. I, th- I genuinely think that we controlled it, and I thought it was quite, I thought it was quite ballsy by Boyer to take off the the two best players in that game, um, mm-hmm. or in half anyway, McGinn and McGowan. But I think that to me, kind of shows he's got confidence in the you know the squad that he's got that this you know squad could go into games. Yeah, or two 0 up, make a couple of changes, and then control it. But I mean, the the Queen's goal. Um, I think yeah, last week I didn't uh, I didn't really highlight that boy Longridge at all, um, but didn't take anything away from it. It was a brilliant goal, absolutely brilliant. But I know a lot of people are in uh, Jordan Marshall's greatest, you know, biggest fan. I mean, for me going forward, I think he's I think he's very dangerous. You know, he gets the ball out of the box and that, but his defending is a wee bit questionable at times. And mm-hmm. that 
I think that there was kind of prime example. You know, he was caught out in the boilie. He just he just smashed it. He absolutely smashed it. And uh, yeah, I still think even with that goal, I still think Dundee controlled it. And I, th- I mean, again, like I said last week, I'll say that I broke the neck, but it's three points. Yeah, easy as that. You know what I mean? That's it. Not easy, but you know. <laughs> I mean, we did we did have the ball in the, the back of net twice in the second half. Mm-hmm. First one, Yakubiak offside, and the last one, McGowan. McGowan, Paul McMullen. Yeah. Um, you can't you can't really see from the camera angle if he's gave the keeper a wee nudge or or that. He probably has to be honest. But um, I watched that a couple of times, and it, obviously it was just the one angle for it. But yeah. I didn't see much. I mean, that's not me looking through. You know. You know, dark blue tinted sunglasses, you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I, I genuinely didn't see much in it, but I mean, the referee felt that he should have booked them for it, and he did, and uh, it was just about a needless booking, like, you know what I mean? It was a good finish, though. <laughs> a really good finish. Good finish. Yeah. I think the reaction for the Dundee players kind of highlights that they feel it wasn't. Even McMullen, you start celebrating. Mm-hmm. If, you, yeah, if no. you know you've done a, like an obvious foul and kicked it in, you're, you're not celebrating like that. No. I think... Um, I think he's arm in the air, arm in the air, like he's just scored a yeah. goal in the Champions League final. But <laughs> I, I, I think it, I, I'm, I'm going to probably have to watch it again. But mm-hmm. no, nah, I've watched it probably three or four times. No, nah, you know what? I'm not even going to watch it again. Um, I didn't think there was much there, but mm-hmm. it's as what it is. Every ruled it out, booked them. Fair enough. I think that's what it comes down to. Um, I didn't think there was much in it, but there might have been something there for the ref to. Like a wee nudge or something at least, but at the end of the day, it was a two-one win. It basically put us in pole position to qualify seeded for the group. Yeah. But before we move on to the fourth game, yeah. there was a post-match <clears throat> interview from a Mister Own Coyle, and at first, mm. I never bothered listening to it until I seen a few people tweeting about it, yeah. and then I did listen to it and thought, "What the hell is this boy speaking about?" I know that you have a good couple of views about this, so I'll let you take the soapbox. Oh, I was kind of like you when I seen people put it up. <clears throat> excuse me. I was like, I'm no, I'm not listening to him. But I thought, you know what, stuff. I'll give it a go. It's four minutes long. It might be, might be a good interview. But you know, like I said to you earlier, within the first twenty seconds, I was like, this boy's deluded. <laughs> He's absolutely deluded. Um, Going on about that, there was two evenly matched teams, and you know, any other day, you know, Queens would have won and that. But and he he made the reference, or he didn't even make reference. He just made a couple of statements about Dundee's keeper having, you know, a few mm-hmm. incredible saves. I didn't remember Sharp having anything to do really. Um, I remember him having that shot from Simon Murray. I think that was in the second half. Um, me saying Murray was just looking for the bottom corner, took a deflection off a of French, and he, he tipped it past the post. But you know, keeper did his job, it was a good save, but that's all I really remember. So, um, I, 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 I honestly, I, I, <laughs> I watched it again today, and my mouth was just like hitting the table. I, I think he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> He must have been. He must have had someone in his bottle, you know, at the sideline or something when he was watching that game. Um, going on about Dundee being fragile, I don't think Dundee were fragile, fragile at all. Like I said, I mean, the first half, absolutely, 
I hate saying this, I don't want to come across as overly confident and all that and, you know, boasting about the team, but they, they strolled the first half, they controlled mm-hmm. it. And like I said, with Boyer making the subs, okay, there was, you know, maybe a little bit where, you know, they're adjusting with the subbies coming on, but they still didn't really offer anything. So I, I genuinely don't know what he was talking about. And he, he also made, he also mentioned uh, a couple of penalty shouts. Yeah. I, I don't remember that either. <laughs> I'm... I, I, yeah, I, I couldn't think of it any, um, no. unless he meant the one in the last minute, but that was a free kick for us. Yeah. The, I was just, I was just like, word of vomit for him. I, I know you've got to please your own fans and whatnot, but mm-hmm. to come out and say that I was evenly matched in the first half, well, it was just, it was shite. It was shite. Sorry for Absolutely. the language, it was shite. It was, it, 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 there was no way it was evenly matched, and have they done enough to win the match? Again, it was just bollocks from the boy. Mm-hmm. Dundee took off the two best players. I mean, yep. like you said, Paul, they put players on who, like you say, young players on as well. And it was a different game to what they've normally been playing. Yeah. And we still managed to finish the game, winning it. I, so, I genuinely can't remember the last time you even felt like that as a Dundee fan, you know, that we've, we've managed to see out the game. Yeah. And maybe this is the mentality shift that, you know, all the players and, you know, Boyer are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, yeah, I love to see it. I absolutely love to see mm-hmm. it. Because it's changed days. Like, I know it's only, I know it's still early, day, early days, but you can see the improvement. It's night and day. Oh, 100%. 100%. And we're not that own coil that away for us because we, mm. we, we saw we saw what we saw and what yeah. probably everybody else all neutrals that are watching the game saw um no, there was probably many neutrals buying a stream for dundee versus queen's park but oh, no. if you know what i mean eh? it's uh <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, very weird post-match interview and one that like i was annoyed with you at the beginning with you and then you just kind of you kind of laugh at it. it was yeah. laughable I, I just uh because like we said, you know, he's you know he's got to please the fans and that. But I mean, there's got to be county, uh, sorry, county. There's got to be uh, Queens Park fans there going, "What is he talking about?" You know. I know. But, anyway. And then one of the players, Dom Thomas, he basically done. I, I never pointed it out to you, but he basically done an interview where he kind of mentioned the same as well. And you think, okay, well, what they're speaking about in the dressing room? If, if they think that that was enough to win a game against us, yeah. I mean, what's I mean. I, I did kind of expect better from Queen's Park. I did as well. I mean, but I think, like you said, like you highlighted last week, you know, it's a banana skin, or it was, I don't think it was Josh Cran that said it, but I mean, it could have been, but it wasn't. <laughs> and, and, and Dundee won, that was it. But um, I, th- I thought, you know, there was a couple of spells where I thought, you know, Queen's actually looked all right. And probably, the, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but. Um, Owen Coyle's interview, there was actually a part I agreed with him when he he mentioned the boy uh, Savory and the, mm-hmm. the boy in the middle of the park. I, can't, I don't know his first name, it was Brown, um, and saying that they looked, you know, they looked good. And I, I yeah. agreed with him on that. I thought they did look good. Um, but apart from that, uh, the rest of it can get in the bin. <laughs> straight in the bin. So first off, congratulations. Your prediction oh, yeah. came true, 2-1. And also, as you've seen, Charlie Fox, he's massive. He's absolutely gargantuan, that boy. I mean, that's one thing, I can't, I can't even believe I missed that. Um, 
well, I can't believe Jakubiak missed that with his chance and it was big Charlie Fox coming to the rescue when he's steaming through on goal and he just took an additional touch and they're like, what are you playing at? I feel like I feel like with this podcast or this episode is going to be like a Jakubiak of two halves, you know, like <laughs> yeah. in the Queen's game, I was berating him, berating him, <laughs> even though he scored and you're kind of, yeah, but he still, again, he could have had could have had a hat trick, you know, um, game to bed before half time, usual story. But then, you know, when we speak probably about him in the Forfar game, he was, he was quality. <laughs> like, but I noticed, but that, that's kind of, kind of what I've noticed. I mean, I kind of felt, you know, the Queen's game, Jakubiak could have been better. Um, I felt Max Anderson could have been better. I felt like Max was getting, you know, he was getting caught in possession, you know, losing the ball here and there. But then, the pair of them in the Forfar game were just, it was like, again, like a different player. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I don't know if obviously Boyer again noticed that and don't basically yeah, give them a kick up the arse basically because they look like different players, you know, completely different players. So um, I think, yeah, like I say, 2-1, three points, easy as that. Yeah, we took that. <clears throat> so that meant went to Saturday's game. We yep. just needed to win, mm-hmm. and we did, and it was an easy victory. I mean, let's not forget the fact that Forfar have a part-time team in League Two. You can't take away the performance that we gave. I thought yeah. the first half, Dundee, well, were sensational. It was one of the most one-sided games that I've seen yeah. in Dens in a very long while, mm-hmm. and we had four goals and. Well, yeah, every single one of them were good. One of them was fantastic, been, though. <laughs> yeah, it could have been five or six yeah. in the first half. And I don't know, again, I don't know how to take anything away or, you know, slate for, for like you says, a part-time. Um, but it could have been a cricket score. Mm. Yeah. It, it could have been. Um, but some of the goals, actually, all three goals, uh, or the first three, sorry, in the, the, the first half were, actually, no, Actually, stuff it. All the goals were brilliant. <laughs> All of them were brilliant. But that that Jubilee's first man, like he skins yeah. a couple of players, and again he just hit it as hard as he could. Made sure that's what you want to see from him. You know, yeah, what I mean? he used his weight as well. Like he yeah. looked like he was maybe going to lose the ball, mm-hmm. and just totally bodied the number eleven, and then yep. ran on with it and just smashed it in the back of the net. It was a fantastic goal. It's yep. it's one that you might have not seen him score last season, mm-hmm. and even. Again, he got the good and the bad. Like on Tuesday at Queen's Park, when he was one on one, yeah, no one on one, but he was being no, he was one on one, and he was basically he was one on one. You let the you let big big mad Charlie Fox get back to him. You know what I mean? But, he, but there was another one in the second half. Yeah, where the ball got played through to him, and he just had to hit it at an angle. But no, he he takes a shot at, and it just swerves away for the goal and probably hits some poor bloke's car in the car park. Yeah. Um, but it was. It was a night and day. Jakubiak is what you've seen. It was a fantastic mm. goal. Mm. And then you've got the second one. It was good build-up play. And McGinn lays it into him. A fantastic pass from McGinn. Mm. And it just the way Jakubiak kind of gets the ball and turns the goal and knocks it in. It was fantastic. It was, it was a great goal. I mean, and, um, both... Yeah, sorry. I mean, both goals were brilliant, but I think the second one was... I think the second one was even better. His technique, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, there was a bit of defensive, you know, the boy tried to play a cross-field pass, but he sclaffed it. Uh, but 
McGinn got on it, plays the ball through, it was perfect weight on it, and I didn't even think Jakubi had took a touch. He just kind of let it run through his legs mm-hmm. and then just slotted in the bottom corner. A expert finish. Yeah, so he just like confidence. You know what I mean? He just yeah, he just got his whole body positioned for that goal, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you might not get time like that in the championship, but mm-hmm. if he's doing it now against low league opposition, mm-hmm. he's filling himself with confidence, which will help him. Yep. So. Yeah, and he could have had a hat trick. You think the was it? Was it? They have two shots cleared off the line. Definitely had one. Definitely long after the keeper had a good save in the first half from him as well, and it's really bugging me. I can't mind the keeper's name. Um, McCallum. McCallum. Yeah. Yes. He. I don't know who the other commentator was on. It was on DTV with Ethan last week, but. Um, he, he kind of went obviously Jakubia was man of the match but then he was like look the forward man of the match would have been the keeper because mm-hmm. he made some absolutely like brilliant saves like brilliant saves I mean Jakubia could have had that hat trick in the first half but the keeper made a top class save you know what I mean yeah. but, um, but anyway the the third goal uh, oh wow my god so I looked at it again so from <laughs> the self enclosure side Fikami Kerr's thrown 17 passes across the pitch yeah. back into the middle of the goal for Max Anderson to knock it in. A f- fantastic ball for Max Anderson, by the way. Oh, what? Kami Kev. Kami Kev could have, could have slotted that in. He probably could have put that I thought you would have. Yeah, yeah, I thought so as well, but I was so unselfish with it. And then just puts it across goal for, for uh, McGinn to see it's funny how you've <laughs> you counted the passes, so did I. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I counted the throw in, so it's 18. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it was brilliant. I just, I, I genuinely can't remember the last time I seen a Dundee team do something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have no idea, no idea. Um, but that that pass from Anderson—that's what I mean. Like, like it says, you know, against Queens, he, he didn't look didn't look like the the Max Anderson that we know. You know, he, he didn't look confident or that, and then. He was involved in that move, and then you know he's played. I think he played probably like a one-two with uh, Mulligan. I think it was, and then he's played that pass. That pass was just. I said it last week. It was like a defense splitting pass. Like it was just superb, like absolutely superb. Um, and tidy finish, you know. But you can really miss. But it, that's one of the best goals I've seen at Dens, you know, in a long time, long time. Aye, there's been goals at Dens, but nothing like that. And again, no. Again, we're just saying it's only against Forfa, but it's just the way the team went around doing that and to put so many passes like that. Mm. Uh, that was incredible, to be honest. Mm. The the fourth goal was probably it was still a good goal, but yeah, it never had the razzmatazz as the yeah, right, went in the top corner. Well, that's uh, yeah, the four yards. <laughs> and, but I'm wanting twenty passes. I'm <laughs> But again, it's, it's another another set piece, you know. Yeah. Ball into the box and Sweeney, uh, Sweeney rose like a salmon, headed it down. He just he's headed it into the danger area. Mm-hmm. Luckily, French was there and he's hit it on the volley. I, mean, I know he's, he's practically in the six yard box, but when do you see a centre half taking a shot on a volley like that? Yeah. And he puts it in the top corner. <laughs> Brilliant. I think they two are getting a, a good wee partnership on the go, I think. Um, again, it's still early days in that, but um, 
I think Ashcroft is, you know, once he gets up to the fitness, I think he's going to have a tough time, you know, kind of breaking them two up. I must admit. Aye, it's he's been out for so long, and even when he does get back to fitness, he, he'll he'll not be match fit. No. So there's always that as well. So French is going to get himself a good a good run in this team, yeah. and it's bad news for Ashcroft. But if he keeps up in his performances like he did on Saturday, then it's good news for Dundee fans because yeah. we've got a player who Wrexham fans were certainly sad to see go. Yeah, the kind of says that when he was called upon, like he wasn't starting every week, but when he was called upon, he gave a, a professional, polished performance. Mm-hmm. And the the worst sad to see him. They would have liked him to stay. So it's not often you get that seeing that other fans comment like that. It's normally a ah, good luck, Ken. Mm-hmm. Well done, you've got yourself a, a good defender. There'll be the wee sarcastic emoji yeah. or something like that. But yeah. you know, there was genuine. Uh, well, well wishes from their, their yeah, fans. Yeah, wishing them all the best. Yeah, yeah. That, that was good to see. Because um, usually, you know, when you sign somebody, you'll have the other team's fans going, fuck, he's shite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with having him. I actually noticed that with, uh, I think it was a Ross County boy that they signed. I, I, don't, I don't even know the boy's name, but the fans of the club were basically like, he's absolutely garbage. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see who that is. I cannot remember. Um, but saying that, we're sitting here praising French and that, but when Forfer scored their goal, I think Boyer tore him a new arsehole, basically. So far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I love the, to have seen that. Love to have seen that. That's the word on P, but what is you want from the manager? Definitely. Uh, I mean, there's... I think back in the day, we like McPake and everything, you were 5-0 up, and it wasn't often we were 5-0 up, but if you lost a goal like that, I didn't think you would hear that. I think it would just yeah. be a case of, well, we're winning anyway, and that, yeah. when we lost a goal, we're disappointed to lose a goal, and that would be it. But mm-hmm. for, by all accounts, yeah, he's, he's, Boyers went mental. He's just went through him, you know. To, uh, like it says, who was that? I think it was Steve that, that mentioned it in the chat. Like, um, yeah. you know, he was sat in the main stand and watched him. I would, I generally, I'd, I love to have seen that. I'd, I love seeing managers, you know, throwing it like that for a good reason. I didn't like, you know, see managers, you know, giving out the abuse just for the hell of it. It's, I think that's kind of counterproductive, like, but mm-hmm. when, if the boys made an error, which he did, he was in no man's land. He, and he's went through them, and French is just going to learn from that, mm-hmm. which again is just going to benefit Dundee in the long run. You know what I mean? That's it. I mean, I think a lot of managers, uh, especially nowadays, there's this whole they nearly into boys because they might down tools or something. No, I'm saying that. They don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, they don't their feelings or that. That was that whole, oh, we'll, we'll go around it this way, or we'll do it this way. We'll, we'll speak to them in the, in the dressing room. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll get that right on the training pitch. Mm-hmm. Nah, just get stuck into them. Get them tell. Yeah. It's just because if, if they've done something wrong that's cost a goal, then wait until they've come in the dressing room. Get them tell on the pitch. Get them tell in front of the players. Get them tell in front of their fans. Because yep. sure as hell have we done something wrong in our jobs. Mm-hmm. The, the, like your bosses would pull us up right there and then. Oh, yeah, so definitely. there's no different. We we a football player. I always, I, I didn't like that that approach. I've seen it too many times, especially recently at Dens. We have the person who's made a mistake. The only person that gets that has been shouting at was Paul McGowan. But that's mm-hmm. a given. He's always going to shout at you. You can probably <laughs> score a goal and you're shouting at you. That's what McGowan's <laughs> like. So, <laughs> but 
but to see him do that, and I'm not wanting him to go around and just bully people again. No, definitely not. No, definitely not. But if you've made the mistake that's cost a, cost a goal, prepared to be ripped apart by the manager on the touchline because that's I mean, what the manager should be doing, and that's definitely. what the manager did. I mean, the thing with him, like it says in all his interviews and that, you know, he, he comes across, you know, dead calm and, you know, it doesn't look like anything phases him. So I think to see him switch like that and turn into an absolute animal and berating somebody, I think people will take notice of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he's, you know, he's kind of, say, a fair, he seems like a relatively fair manager, but, you know, him going, like, switching, boom, and getting somebody dealt for something that they've done wrong, I think the players will take notice. And I think, I think, I don't know what it is, I think he's kind of building a wee bit of a, bit of mentality with Dundee, you know, you know, okay, we're, we're winning games, you know, it's breeding confidence and that, but, I had, again, in the, I, I know, yeah, it's for for, but, I mean, Dundee lost the ball. I think we were probably, I think it was first half. Uh, it was first half, and it was, I think it might have been three or four now. And Dundee lost the ball in, towards the right. And the Dundee of days gone by, it would have been like, oh, done, he'll get it. Oh, Mulligan, he'll, oh, he'll get it. Carroll get it. But no, it was all three of these players just swarmed around the forward player to win the ball back, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love seeing. I love seeing. You know, the team's fighting for the ball, win it back, it's our ball, you're not getting it, kind of thing. I'd, and I think that's because of Boyer. I yeah. genuinely do. He's he's like, if you lose a ball, you're winning it back. And that's it. You're winning it back for the team. And the fans love to see that. Well, I, I certainly do. And I know other fans do as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a it's a high-pressure tempo that he plays. Brilliant. And you're, you're now seeing it more as the games are going on. Mm-hmm. And I think... Paul McGowan done an interview where he spoke about what what it's been hard when Boyer came in mm-hmm. because but he's told them straight away this is what he's wanting but he's also said it's not been uh, it's not been overcomplicated he's mm-hmm. basically said this is what I'm wanting this is this is what you're going to give us basically and yeah. the players have said it's it's not been easy it's been hard work to to get to that but that's what we're doing and we're enjoying it mm-hmm. so it's good to see the players all buy in. To what he's wanting, mm-hmm. like you say, that the, the high pressing is something that has been missing at Dens for quite a while, and it's something that fans want to see because even if you do lose a ball, and there's no way you're going to get it back, the fans want to see you attempting to get it back. Yeah, even if you have no chance, run, run with the boy, close That's the boy down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Sometimes it gets a cheer, like more than a goal. Sometimes I'm probably yeah. glad for saying that. Oh, the cheer throw-ins. Oh, the cheer <laughs> So what? I, 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 I love to see that a, a bit of fight, a bit of determination. You know, to to win it back for the team. You know, and start a move. You know, yeah. get the ball back. Right, let's crack on. Let's start again. Yeah, because for me that doesn't end there. That that. No. That goes across the whole other play, the whole, the whole other positions. The fact mm-hmm. is that they're willing to chase the ball down like that. Well, they'll be willing to do even more to even score a goal, or yeah. you know, I and mean, get up front or something like that. It's that whole mentality. We've saw a total shift in mentality since Boyers came in. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know we've got onto this conversation. I think we've kind of went from before I get onto this, but it's it's spot on, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, like and I, I've noticed a couple of times um, this season as well. It, again, yes, I know it's only the start of the season. I know, um, but 
McGinn being playing out on the left, if if the ball's no went to him for a you know extended period of time, he's dropped into the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has noted, but he's dropped into the middle of the park. You know, he's like, right, give me the ball, and he's wanting to start start another move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and McGowan as well. Um, that I've noticed. You know, if again, if things aren't working, he'll he'll come de- give me the ball. You know, say it. I don't know. It might be panic stations or that. He's there to just put the foot on the ball, right? Play the pass and then start again. And I like that where we're we're basically again controlling games. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's good to see those you know the old heads kind of working together. Um, but I, I noticed that with again the past few games, that coming into centre mid and wanting to you know start a wee move here and there. I, I, I think it's brilliant. And we never see I never seen that from again last season at mm-hmm. all. He just stayed on the left, try to cut in on the right, or go to the left, and he's not got a left peg. You know what I mean? But he's coming in deep to start something, which I think is class. To be fair, last season we had Mark McGee as manager, so well, this is true. Yeah. Wouldn't he be expecting anything, anything from them? Um, going, back, going back to what you were saying there about um, who was it that was interviewing McGowan, going, you know, it's been tough. So. What does that tell you? Like, yeah. so does that mean the previous training sessions and the previous managers haven't actually got them working? What are they doing? Kicking against the wall or something? You know, Mexi doubles. <laughs> Mexi doubles. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it sounds like. Whereas where with Boyer, it sounds like it's a lot of tactics based. You know, there's everybody saying about you know the double training sessions to build up this fitness, and you need to be fit for this high high press and. And again, yep, early days, but it looks like it's working. And yeah. it's only going to get better, as far as I'm concerned. I think the the hint that they're doing stuff that wasn't happening in the last couple of regimes, I think that's what it basically hints at that without actually saying it. Because Eggers' belief. Yeah, I know, I know. But then it's believable, because how many times did the team look unfit at yep. certain times? And yeah, it was, it was, it was hard to watch, but... It's, it is, seems to be a night and day. And I, one thing I would say is that this Garden College move, mm-hmm. I think you're now seeing the benefits of it. Again, McGowan says in an interview that before when they were at Dens Park, they were all fighting over spaces in a small gym. Mm-hmm. Well, now they can go away and do double or triple gym sessions because there's enough space for them all. Yeah. I think I think that's where you're seeing a big upturn in. But look, at, look at the shape McGowan's in just now. Look at how yeah. easy... I mean, who... I, I had initial thoughts that he might have went to Dunfermline and be Mike Pitt. Yeah, get, get out of my head. I get out of my head. I seem to say that to you all the time. And that's, <laughs> I was going to say that. I mean, I had, I'll hold my hands up. I was one of those guys that was like at the end of the season, get him punted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wasting the time. Um, and then boys were kind of spitballing, going, oh, I think Mike Pitt will take him back. Really, I'm glad he never, because he, he, again, he, he looks like a different player. A different player. It looks like he's actually enjoying himself. He looks mm. thinner. He looks thinner as well. Solid. Yep, he does. And well, the luscious head of hair. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, a luscious kind of head of hair. It's not yeah. really. It's getting there. It, it's not getting there. It's not getting there. It's <laughs> like, come on, go be positive. You know, there's the positivity in Dundee. You have a positive about Paul McGowan's. Head. <laughs> as a Dundee fan, we've got hey negatives, and Paul McGowan's hairline still a negative. Uh, Hopefully, you can turn that around. Anything to get mine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but we've missed one thing. We've missed Lyle Cameron. 
How could you have him? Well, because he's small, but anyway, that was crap. Boom, boom. But (laughs) the boy, to me, I'm I'm beginning to be a big, big fan of his. Snap. Yep, even in his post-match interview. He sounded like a boy that's been at Den's about 10 years. Mm -hmm. Like, there was... I'm not going to judge a player's ability on his interviews, but you're just going nah. to think to yourself, he's only played about six times, but the way he was conducting himself, it was, he was just total professional. And then you, obviously you're, you're watching him play and he's, he's, took, he's scored another another great goal. He was only on the pack for what, four, five minutes? Yep. Definitely. Great goal. Yep. And he's, I think we said in the last pod about players potentially maybe going on loan and I said to you I didn't want to see him going on loan I want no to see way. him playing in, I want to see him playing in the first team no. and to me he's now he, he'll not be going he'll not be going any place on no loan chance. he'll be he'll be fighting for a spot in that team I he should because yeah. I mean like you're saying you know yeah you know I think I think there might have been Cammy Kerr going on about him in one of the interviews you know mentioning you know he's height and whatever he's small in stature but I mean, how old is he again? What, about 20 or something? 20? Well, go, I'll go for 20. 20, right? I've not seen a boy compose like that at 20 years old for a long time. No. He's both, both feet, you know, and, you know, whenever a ball, you know, the ball's played in, um, you'll take a touch, his first, in, you know, first thing to do is look up, find a pass, a forward pass. Um, if it's not on, play it back, and he keeps, mm-hmm. keeps control of the game. But it's not just when he's got the ball, it's when he doesn't have the ball. He's wanting, a, he's wanting it back. It's yeah. as simple as that. And he was throwing himself about against Forfar. He was getting in a couple of beefy tackles. Um, but his goal, pff, what? He's Again, he's kind of lingering in the box and he, he came out a wee bit and he's just like, right, give it to me, give it to me. And he, mm-hmm. again, took the touch, looked up, skinned a couple of boys and then just stuck it in the bottom corner. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got, I mean, like it says, you know, he's, he's composed, he's always looking for the ball, like he says, always wants to, you know, win it play it forward but he's got a fucking strike on him as well um, very excited about him but again you didn't like I said last week you didn't want to put you know you didn't want to say oh he's the next fucking whoever you know what I mean but he's I'm glad he's in our team put it that way than I've been on loan you know some league one league two team um, <coughs> he'll be yeah. there or thereabouts like <coughs> many messy many messy <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I disagreed with you there oh, small stature <laughs> Big on ability, <laughs> big on, very big on abilities. Oh, he's quality. Like I mean, like I said, he's he's goal against Hamilton, brilliant. But that goal against Forfar, that that takes that takes a bit of doing. Like yeah, he he is he, he is a player that I'm really excited about seeing. Mm-hmm. And also, again, the last two pods we spoke about it, but I'm really excited about the youth players in mm-hmm. the team because. They keep producing, and there's boy, there's Max Anderson. That was seventy appearances for Dundee on Saturday. Where's his seventy appearances came from? Being, wow! And what is he's only he's twenty one, I think now. Yep. But we've got so many good players coming in. I just hope that we do it right with them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, there's always that if they're old enough, if they're, if they're good enough, they're old enough, and I totally agree with that. Um, but I, you've still got to handle them, handle them correctly and right. So I think Boyer's the man to do it. I think yes. because also because he's had a management in the under twenty three league, I think, in England, and that's all 
based on bringing young players in. Mm. So that's where I think we've made a great appointment in him because this is what he's going to do with the young boys. Mm. And and he has done well with them. He seems to be handling them well and they're getting their minutes. Cameron's getting his goals. So hopefully we can see um, see them progressing even more. Definitely. I mean, again, I think last week, you know, speaking about like Mulligan, you know, what's his position? As far as I'm concerned, it's right mid. Mm-hmm. See the way, see the way he's like a steam train when he gets going. It's, you know, he beats boys for fun. Yeah. Like, like they're not there. Um, and I know what we're going on about like, uh, you know, say McGinn on the left, you know, right footed, you know, he wants to cut inside, then you've got McCowan on the, the right, you know, left footed, want to cut inside. But with Mulligan, it's just, it's a right winger, a right midfielder, right mm-hmm. foot, just want to go, just want to beat boys, get in the box, get balls in. He's, is he, again, has he not signed a contract yet? Please, Dundee, get him signed now. Paul's <laughs> begging you, sign, get him signed. <laughs> begging, like he's, he's, Tremendous, and I think, I mean, he, like I says, he looks like a you know a big laddie, physical laddie. But and again, with all these you know double training sessions, he's he's only going to get fitter. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, I think, I dread it. Like, but January comes, he could be, he could somebody could go in for him if he keeps playing the way he is. You know, I, I, he's tremendous. Like, I really, I really do. But like I said last week, you know that's that's three really, you know, boys with boys with bags of potential, um, with Anderson, Cameron, and Mulligan. But then, like he says, you know, you've got this boy Fisher. Like he says, I've seen him once, and I thought he was superb. So maybe things are starting to happen. But you know, there's probably players in that, you know, under twenty threes or under twenties that we don't even know about yet. But mm-hmm. they're, they're there or thereabouts, you know. So. Like he says, Boyer could be the man to get these boys you know, going and develop them to the player that they should be. I mean, I'm not wanting to get ahead of myself, but I feel like we're on a cusp of something with the young players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll find out this season, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, again, it's, it, that, it, obviously it'll come down to the, the, the manager, uh, management of Boyer and, you know, the you know the under uh, or the reserves staff, but... I mean, it comes down to the players as well. Do they want to, you know, progress? Do they want to get to the player that they they think they should be? Mm-hmm. And if they see other young boys that have been there and they're getting game time, they're going to be like, "Fucking heck, here, that that could be me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it." You know what I mean? So, I mean, things are things are looking good. So, I mean, long may that continue that side of things because we need to we need to get the youth coming through. And yeah. That's that's a fact. Not for our, you know, enjoyment and watching these guys, but I mean for the club as well. You know, if you've got these young laddies and then somebody's scouting them, making a wee bit of money on them, you know, selling clauses, bloody bloody blah. But um, yeah, I think what I helped them do as well is, uh, or what's helping them is the the St John's Academy link yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, ding 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 for all the United fans that listen to see when we first mentioned them. Mentioned them. Here we are. I mentioned them because it's done well. It's done fantastic for them. So <laughs> they 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 they've done they've done brilliant with their youth team through the St John's mm. link up. Definitely, uh, I know that they've went on to Baldragon now, but then here we are. We, we've got the St John's link up, mm. and again, this will just I think with Strachan being there for what he's put in, for what I've heard, 
for the past couple of years that he's been putting in, and then we've also got this link up. I think we'll start seeing like more and more and more like youth players, even like give, get, given a shot. Yeah. And but that's that's the way teams should be should be going, especially like for Dundee. It should be their their lifeline, their bloodline, whatever should be youth players instead of signing boys that are near the end of their career. And I'm not meaning you, again. You're doing good, but you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Again, <laughs> how many habits and how many things have Dundee fell in the habit of signing boys that? I've got like name of good years left in them, but we're giving them a good year. Something like Charlie. Oh, well, let's see, about 36. <laughs> no offense, <laughs> but you know, it's right, it's true though. I mean, like, like you could, like you said, and like Boyer said, if they're you know, even if they're young, if they're good enough, they'll play. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, but we need to keep that, we need to keep that momentum going. I mean, like you says, you know, Strachan is doing good things in the background. I mean, like he says, I spoke to somebody years ago when Strachan came on board and I was like, what the hell is he playing at? Like, why, why, why is he here? And it was basically kind of, it's the, the pulling power. So, you know, if a youngster was thinking of, you know, is it Dundee or is it so-and-so, then basically Strachan would just come out and be like, look, you're coming here. That's that's basically it. That's, mm-hmm. And that's what I was told from a, an ex-fans liaison officer, put it that mm-hmm. way. So there you go. There you are. If Strachan wants you, he's getting you. That's it. That's it. That is it. And I mean, like I says, as long as he, I mean, I, I love seeing youth players in the starting lineup. I really do. I, 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 obviously, Dundee fan of my life. And it's great to see all these youngsters coming in at now. You know, I, I love it. I do. I really do. And I hope they do well. We just need a striker to come through like Jerry or Driscoll back in the day. Oh, there were a little bit of light up there, so somebody like him. What a player. I loved him. Loved him as a youngster. Brilliant. He just, when I think of that name, I just think of the fucking brewery. The brewery. He stood, that was when we had that strip with Jerry O'Driscoll. What a player. It's one, one of the best ever strips we produced. Definitely. I've seen somebody had a beach towel of it. I can't remember if that was in the group chat. Um, but I don't know how they managed to get it. God knows where they got it from, but it was absolutely magnificent. I found that I found my old shirt actually, and I tried to try it on, but it was a medium. And let's just say I'm no my, let's just say I'm no my normal weight as I was back then. So I think that was the one and only time that I had all three strips. You know the obviously the blue with the white, and then the white with the blue, and then there was the red one as well, the mm-hmm. third kit with the blue stripe and the, the arms. Remember, I got that for Christmas. It was absolutely brilliant. Well chuffed. Uh, also, the white one it reminds me of Chick Charlie for some reason. Anyway, we, di- we we digress. <laughs> but you're uh, when you're speaking about Chick Charlie. Oh, what a player! <laughs> I'm sure, he scored a raker one day in the, uh, one game and then got sent off right after it. Hero. He got, he got sent off in a lot of games. <laughs> oh, he certainly did. What and he scored a lot of rakers actually. So you've not really whittled it into. <laughs> no, no. He probably only played about six games for a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chick Charlie. What but guy? We'll speak. We'll start speaking about one of Chuck Charlie's ex teams, Patrick Fissel. Yep. So you've done another good tie in there. Another Absolutely, you're really good at this. I know. I know. You're setting them up. <laughs> so Patrick, mm. got them on Saturday. It's the big kickoff, the big championship kickoff. Um, it's probably we'll speak about other teams just after this, but Patrick are one of them that I think have improved quite a lot. And this is going to be 
one of the toughest teams we'll come up against, and we've got them on the first day of the season. Yeah. We'll be looking potentially at the same team as what we played on at the last two games. Yeah. Um, how do you think, do you think there'll be any changes to them or do you think we'll stick with it? Oh, the Dundee team? Yeah. Um, well, if you, like you said, look at the last two games. I, you know what, see with the, um, with the Forford game and when he put out the exact same team, I was quite surprised. I, th- I thought he was going to, you know, put a lot of youth boys on. So to me, that suggests that that's, that's his starting eleven. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rudden's, you know, been out, you know, coming, he'll be coming back to fitness, but he's not going to be sharp. So that, that, and obviously with Jacoby scoring, you're not going to take a goal scorer and strike a, uh, off to put another boy on that's coming back to fitness. So I think that's the starting eleven. Mm-hmm. Full stop. There, there, there shouldn't be any changes to that. Um, I'd, I'd be amazed if there was, like, definitely. Yeah, I think so as well. I think it'll be the the same team. There's a reason he's he's kept them on uh, the same eleven on four fifth. Mm-hmm. He'll be trying to. He's probably seen that that's the team that has blended and played the best. So I can't see anybody getting dropped really, unless there's injuries on the lead up to the game. Yeah. I mean, that's, I the thing, that, that's one thing that uh, nobody's really spoke about. Um, you know, with pre-season and the Premier uh, Sport Games, there's not been any injuries. Mm-hmm. Apart from really rudden. Oh, okay, there's the Lexton's and Ashcroft, but they're for last season and Sheridan. Is he still there? I don't know. Um, but we're rudden, you know, being ill. But there's not been any injuries. So that's, that, to me, is, that, that can only be a good thing. I mean, like I was saying, you know, obviously, I think you know the last two last two games, same team. Um, it looks to me that that starting eleven have got you know an understanding, but togetherness, uh, togetherness. You know, it's, it's clear in the attacking movement, um, but it's also evident, you know, when they lose possession as well. So, like I was saying mm-hmm. earlier, so I mean, um, I, I think that's the settled eleven that we've got there, and I think I think that should do it definitely. Well, you're touching wood when you said there's been the injuries because you might have just jinxed it right there. Yeah, yeah. Touching the table, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I'll touch my head. Haha. Uh, that I mean, probably one of the reasons why the players were getting injured the other time last season was because they weren't a fit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, boyers wanting to get these boys to probably the fittest level that they possibly can. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not really too worried about that, and 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 looking at you know the players that are available to come off the bench for us, if there was injuries, I think we're covered. I think, I think we're looking okay. I think yeah, actually, no, I, I think we're looking actually really good. <laughs> I, I I don't think we'll see any new signings between now and the start of the game uh, on Saturday. No, I just I kind of feel like if we're going to see some, we'd have seen them by now, mm-hmm. but. I'm not too sure there's been any talk about any potential targets or that, so I'm not really going to go into it because I've not been on the forums or or nah. anything. So um, I'm, I know I know Boy are saying that he 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 said that you you can't go into the league season with two strikers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, when's Sheridan coming back? When when's he going to be fit? I, 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 uh, I still I still give a couple of months, but we do. I think we need a minimum of two strikers in. Yeah, I think if we got two strikers in, then you've got a team who, who could win the championship. I'm not saying win the championship, who could win the championship, but definitely challenge. <laughs> but, but we need to get 
a couple of strikers in. I think one will do if it was me. Like, um, I, I mean, like I says, if Jakubia keeps going the way he is, I'll be happy as anything. You know, he'll frustrate us at times. You know, we you know missing sitters, but then he scores records. What you want to do? Uh, yeah. We're rather than again. I think this could be his season. You know, if he gets into the team, that's the thing. You know, Jakubia keeps scoring. Rudden, you're not in the team. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but are we going to get another? Well, we'll get a striker in before Parrick. If we do, be amazed. I mean, maybe even like you know, a cheeky loan deal or something that might do it. But mm-hmm. we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Loads of time. Plenty of time. Well, that's it. But so we've got Partick. Have you looked <coughs> at their team recently? Mm. I feel I like they've, yeah. had, they've improved. From mm. last season, I like some of the players they brought in. Stephen Lawless, even though he was relegated in an absolutely honking Dunfermline team, mm-hmm. obviously decent. Uh, David another Mitchell, player, another player that seems to have been around for ages. Yeah. Yep. he was one of the players I looked at definitely. You got David Mitchell mm-hmm. in goal. Um, most famous playing for Dundee when he. Grabbed the ball behind the net, behind the line. I guess Motherwell, yep. and, and <laughs> field the keep, field the keeper, field field the linesman, and ref. Um, the pick of the bunches out them, I think though are Aaron Muirhead, who the mm-hmm. same from Air United, who I wish Dundee were in for, but obviously we had no manager at the time. I would have liked to have seen him. He impressed me at Air United, mm-hmm. so I'm quite jealous that they've got him. I think he he is a cracking defender. And we've also got somebody who is well known to Dundee, who was leaving to go to bigger, bigger and better things, as somebody said. Though I don't know oh, how true that is. Yeah, um, Kevin Hall. Kevin Hall, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, well, he's been there a few seasons, but the one and only Danny Mullen. Yeah. Mm. So, what's your thoughts on this Partick team? <sighs> Well, like he says, I think they're they're going to be there or thereabouts. Uh, Stephen Lawless was one of the players that I would have picked out. Um, the boy, what's his name? Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Aidan Fitzpatrick. Aidan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He could be dangerous. Um, I mean, they've kind of had a similar kind of Premier, you know, Premier Cup uh, that what Dundee have had. You know, I think eleven points, scored nine, something like that. Um, put four against Montrose. Similar, um, but Mullen and that. Nah. Oh yeah, he scored though. He scored the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, about two yards. Oh. <laughs> if, if it was a yard, if it was a more, if it was a yard, he would have missed. Yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, fair play him. You know, when when he was at Dundee, I mean, I know a lot of Dundee fans were moaning that they thought he was lazy and that. I maybe I didn't see that. Um, I felt like he always ran about and chased the ball a bit daft in that but again he, he ran about and chased the ball daft like a headless chicken yeah. um, I, I don't know but he's but again it's one of those players that's probably potentially going to come and bite you in the arse mm-hmm. you know um, the thing with Mullen was he, he was replaceable mm-hmm. I, I know what you mean and I, I, I know what people mean as well when they, they thought he was lazy because there was a couple of games where we weren't, we were getting beat, we were getting humped, and it was just like he done tools. And this was around the same time that he said he wasn't signing a contract, yeah. So, I think maybe that where that's came from, 
But then he got us wrong because there was games after that where he ran himself into the ground. Yeah, um, definitely. It was probably just one of those, the team's getting annihilated here. Like, mm. I'm not kicking my in, if you know what I mean. Um, I liked Mullen. I thought he was all right but, as well. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, this whole, like, I mean, a lot of people saying that, you know, they felt, or he, a lot of people saying that he thought he was better than Dundee. That's why he wasn't assigning the contract or getting relegated. And a lot of people kind of going, he wants to go back to the West Coast. Fair enough. So they were going St. Martin, Motherwell, and then all of a sudden, Park Thistle. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, you, so a lot of people going, oh, you thought you were better than Dundee, but you've signed for a team that are in the same league as Dundee. I mean, it's probably not the case. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. he probably does want to come, you know, go back home. Um, I mean, if he was commuting from that neck of the woods to Dundee every day, he doesn't have that commute anymore. So... Mm-hmm. He, he maybe he is, you know, coming out with this with the same dough, you know, each week. Fair play, yeah. I'm like, fair yeah. play. I mean, that's what I had. They had that it was just a commuter. Yeah, he didn't enjoy it. He just wanted to be someplace closer. Fair play, I'm like, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know what? I hope he does well, but just not well against us. That's it. That. I hope he doesn't do well at all. Oh well, hope he scores no goals. That's not good. Well, they're going to be challenging us for the title. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's going to be a tough game, but it'll be good. I think <clears throat> we'll see a much bigger chill than what we've seen at Dens mm. the past few while. The obviously the Premier Sports games have been well attended. Really, yeah. I mean, we can turn around and say it's a Premier Sports game. It's uh, we're, we're going to win these games. Mm. Boys haven't turned up, but realistically we should be getting over 2,000 for these and we've, we've no managed to get to over 2,000 but the, I'm hoping we'll get a good backing for this one I think we're sold the last press release from the club sold just under 3,000 tickets That's season right. tickets so yeah. that was a couple of weeks back hopefully good. we've surpassed this and we'll go I mean if we get more usual four and a half then happy days I think Patrick will bring down a good uh, <clears throat> a good uh, crowd as well obviously mm-hmm. they've got because they've got a feel-good factor just as much as we have yeah. coming into this season, as I've, yep. I've, I've noticed. So it's two clubs on the up. Mm-hmm. Feel-good factor. Fans are up for it. It's going to be a good game. And <clears throat> I'm going to know they what we normally did on the last pods. I'm not going to ask for predictions because <laughs> I think <clears throat> this one's going to be this league's going to be going to be tight. I mean, this, this league's always tight. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's always been like that. Um, I had to be look around to see what other people's predictions were, and it was basically like, in in no particular order, um, it was like Dundee, Partick, Inverness, and then it was like a mixture of Wraith and Arbroath, and then it was just the rest of them. But uh, the rest of them, and no, there was no definite team to like go down because yeah. it is that tight. Everybody could beat everybody. But like it says to you, we've just got to be the team that you know doesn't get beat from you know the teams below us. That's that's it. If yeah. we get to the heights of you know first and second and that, but there's no real any teams that I've kind of had a brief look at that I'm too worried about at this moment. But I mean, there's still time you know for teams to get players in. You know, there's probably loads of player free agents available that you know footballers sitting on the scrap heap choking for a team that are you know we. We can't even remember, so you never know. But I mean, who's who's going to be the, the rivals there? Well, it's probably them. You know, Inverness, Partick, 
and I'd maybe say our broth. Maybe. That's I think the top four will consist of Dundee, Inverness, Partick, Arbroath and no mm. order at all. I'm mm. even like honestly, my heart says Dundee are going to win it. I feel yeah. like we've got the squad like I said earlier, I feel like we've got the squad that could win it. Mm-hmm. My heart says that, but my my head always says that Cali Fissel, even though they've no done they've not really done well the last couple of seasons, they've got in the playoffs, but that's mm. minimum they should be looking for. And they've made a few sign ins. Some of the boys never heard of but they've brought a couple of boys back and whatnot, so they're always going to be a tough nut to crack. Mm-hmm. But then you have got Patrick who have made some good signings who should be up there, and then you've got yeah. us who have got a good. I feel like we've got a good squad, even mm-hmm. keeping some of the boys that were relegated last season. I feel yeah. like they they've maybe never hit the heights in the Premiership, but they're fairly capable of being up at the top end in the Championship. Yeah. Do the business, yeah. Uh, do the business in the Championship. You know, experience. You know, they've been there before. They probably probably mean. They've probably been in this league, you know, a number of years as well. Um, but I mean, touching on Inverness, like I mean, I'm, I, I genuinely thought that Robbie Dees, the centre half, had left them. I didn't even realise he was still there. And was he you no know, like maybe one of the most sought after centre halves in the league, or is he, or is he gone? Still there. He, he is still there. I'm sure that we have been linked to him at one point. Dundee, yeah, definitely, definitely linked to him. It um, might have been just before he signed for Carly. He was at Celtic, youth player. Mm-hmm. Might have been around that time, but I'm, I'm 100% sure that we have been linked to him. Yeah. I mean, they have got a no-bad squad. Of, like you see, you've got the boy, Billy Mackay. Yeah. Always get a goal. Always get a goal. They brought back George Oakley, who I'm pretty sure loved the goal against us. And on, like you say, you've got the boy Tom Walsh as well. Um, the boy Allardyce as well that was sent off for chopping Charlie Adam in half. the... <laughs> The promotion push, yeah. So he'll probably want to make amends, you know, if he starts, you know, yeah. off against us, you know. Um, pretty sure he, somebody mentioned he's a Dundee fan, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because he was ding, ding, ding. He was an extra like player as well, wasn't he? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think Abro for being him as well. But the rest of the the league is it's it's kind of unknown because mm-hmm. well, you've got Cove, they've won the league, mm. but I don't know what we're getting with them. No. They've got obviously Jim McIntyre's in charge of them now. So well, if, if he's anything like he was with us, we know exactly what they're going to get from him. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Air United, who have lost a good few players who mm-hmm. I don't think have replaced well. And you've got your Greenick Morton, who've got Dougie Emery as manager. So obviously, straight away, you want them to fail 100%. <laughs> and then you've got Queen's Park, who came through the playoffs, but finished fourth in mm. League One. And obviously we've seen them play, they look decent. I don't think they'll be uh, near the bottom, but I don't think they'll be near the top on what I've seen so far. And then it's I'll, seventh or eighth or something. Something that, you know, they'll be above the bottom, I think. You know, the, you know yeah. I think about sixth or seventh, seventh, something like that. And you've got Rafe who are... They've just been like a championship team, mm-hmm. haven't they? Like the middle of the road championship team who could potentially get the playoffs, but who could potentially just finish like fifth or sixth. And that's yeah. it. And yeah. Like, yeah. And then you've got Hamilton, who by all accounts are not looking too good. I think they've pulled a few results out of the bag after we beat them, but mm-hmm. off the field, they're not looking too clever. And I, did, I think they'll. I think that's one team that I think they'll be doing near the bottom 
I don't think to see them challenging. No. I think they've got a no bad manager in John Rankin. I think he could be a good appointment for them. But, yeah, I think he could be, yeah. Um, you know, but I I think we what he's got, the resources he'll be given. Mm. I, I don't I kinda see them dent in the leagues really, yeah. So, no. But I hope they, I'm probably just I'm just gonna put this out there, but I, I hope they get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Like it's just I don't know, it's just one of the teams I just you just I just cannot stand. Sorry, like but I'm, actually no I'm not. I just can't stand them. Um and I do hope they go down. Like but oh well. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was trying to be nice and just uh nah. in a roundabout way no. say what I'm doing, but Nah, I'm just going to say it how it is, definitely. Say it so, how it is. So we're just diving two feet in, went Hamilton down. Yeah. I'm happy enough. I'm happy enough cool. to dive in with you. Cool, happy days. And uh, like you were saying, you know, it mean about Arbroath, and I was kind of, I was speaking before this, I was like, Arbroath, come on, eh. You know, they had a great last season, you know, they're going to do it again this season. I was like, ah, whatever. But then, you know, having a look at their, you know, stats again, I mean, they're, they were seeded. They were seeded in the Premier Cup, and you had a look at I had a look at their results. Um, again, maximum points same as Dundee, uh, but they beat St. Man, you know, away yeah. one 0 brilliant result, absolutely brilliant. And Bobby Lynn coming in with a few goals. I mean, <laughs> the other goal he scored the other night, just frightening, absolutely frightening. Yeah, there's two that is is absolutely rakers. Yeah, I, st- I haven't seen. I think somebody put it on my Twitter page the the, the one before that, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, but I think we've got them away on the I think it's the 8th and I think I said that last week I'm definitely doing Hamilton away on the 1st and then Arbroath away on the 8th so I, I can't wait uh, 8th of October sorry um, that'll be brilliant like brilliant it's the only good thing about being in the championship is the good away days Tatties oh, yeah. get there mm-hmm. Hamilton you can get you can jump over the stand uh, to Sainsbury's after they get your carry out Super. Uh, <laughs> Wraith, the Wraith like away day for me is one of the best. You're on the train for about 20 minutes, but you try to skin about four cans on it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's tremendous. I mean, Kirkcaldy High Street, it's, it's got to be seen to be believed, honestly. I know. And then even even the Partick. Partick's a good away day. I've not. Uh, been. I've, been, I've been, the last time I was there was what, 2011. And one one nil. Matt Locke would be a penalty. What a player! Loved that, loved that. And what a player! What a well, I was going to say, what a penalty taker! Ah, I thought he was I like Matt Lockwood, but I think that season ended up I finished second day. But um, I was, I was a good away day. I, I liked that, and obviously, Queens Park will miss for trip the hand in because they're no boo. Oh, yes. But yes. that's one thing today with this Funders League League. It's fairly good away days. <laughs> and then there's modern stadiums like Hearts and stuff. Why well, wants to go to Tynecastle? Yeah, you I'd, 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 I love those away days. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, getting for a student and that, you know. <laughs> you, East, Easter Road or Somerset Park. That's no comparison, is it? Nah, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd, I mean, like it says, I mean, looking at the. Looking at the league, I'd, you know, I'm going to be like you says. You know, the heart says Dundee, full stop. But I mean, there's no mugs in this league. There's no mugs. You no. know, people people say, oh, they're they're destined to beat them, but the other team will sneak a one 0 You know, that's what tends to happen. Yeah. Um. Again, we've just got to keep keep on our toes. Um. 
see games out, you know, if we're 1-0 and getting, you know, teams coming out with like mad, we've got to see the game out, you know, shoot up the defence and that, or just go for the jugular, you know what I mean? If we're 1-2-0 up, it's, it's going to be a tough league, as it is yeah. every single year. Yeah, I mean, I admire the confidence of people of any club that turn around and say, we're going to win this league this season, we're going up to the Premiership. I admire mm-hmm. that, but I'll also call you a lunatic yeah. because we know how this championship works all too well, more than other people, and mm-hmm. it never works out this way. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, the big kickoff, it's, uh, well, well, it'll be a good uh, point to see where Boyer is mm-hmm. because obviously this is going up against a team that's, again, more on our level. Mm-hmm. So by Saturday, quarter to five, we'll know exactly what we look like going into this league. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like it says, you know, it's a team that's, you know, it's in our league and, you know, as everybody's reporting, you know, it's you know one of those teams that's going to be in the, like the top four, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how, how we get on. Um, obviously, you want Dundee to win, as every Dundee fan does. Um, you want a good performance as well, but it's a win that matters. That's, like again, I sound like a broken record, but if we score a scrappy 1-0... And get the three points. <laughs> Who cares? Everybody well, goes back to the pub happy. Well, it's going two ways. It's like going either two ways on Saturday. Mm-hmm. One of them is we'll get beat and we're boyers out and we're getting Gordon Chisholm in. Or <laughs> <laughs> we'll win and me and you're phoning up and uh, claiming uh, booking an open top bus. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, it, it gets off to a good start, then, yep. I'll, I'll be more than happy, but I'd, quietly confident, you yeah. know. And, and you know, getting a win against that Ian McCall and seeing his push tripping him—that's it's one of the highlights of any Dundee fans' day, probably. Hundred percent. Ian Cole is one of the angriest men that I've ever seen. Yeah. On a post-match interview, he's the type of bloke that would go outside and try and throw a punch at fog. <laughs> 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 Super. <laughs> I like that one. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> but we'll leave it on that. We'll leave it on McCall uh, punching out of fog. <laughs> fog. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. So we'll hope that we'll come on next Monday speaking about a victory. If mm. no, we'll still come on. We'll be a little bit subdued, but. That's all part and parcel being a football fan. But Paul, thank you very much for coming on again, mate. It's been pleasure. a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, thank you for having me once again. Not a problem, mate. Um, again, uh, we'll be back next week. And if anybody wants to tweet any questions for anybody to, to answer, feel free to do so. But uh, like and share, quote, tweet, whatever you want to quote, tweet. It doesn't have to be good, just even bad. Just yep. tweet it and get it out there. Let's get some more followers on my Twitter and um, let's get this pod out there even more. But thank you very much for listening. I've been Danny Smith and I'll speak to you next week. Thanks again, guys.